Hello, photography lovers, for another episode of the Fashion Photography Podcast with me, your host, Virginia. If this is your first time listening to this show, let me tell you what it is about. The Fashion Photography Podcast is the one and only place you can find everything you want and everything you need to learn about the fashion photography business. Each and every Wednesday, we're talking with different guests connected to the fashion photography industry. And every other Friday, I'm giving you advices and I'm answering your questions about the industry. Every other month, we're doing absolutely free portfolio reviews. And we are also very active in our Facebook group, where you can find some of my backstage. You can ask questions, give opinion, and be part of our community. The Fashion Photography Podcast is made exactly for you. And we love to have you here with us. And you know, it's Wednesday, which means it's time for you tell me. Yeah, of course, it's time for a guest. And today I'm here with Nicole York. She's a photographer, educator, mother of three, novelist, ex-military, and also studio owner, and so many other things. And if you want to hear details, just stay with us. But before that, let me tell you that you can find this interview and all of our previous interviews on photographypodcast.net and also on our friends' websites, jutefashionmagazine.com and neverlandmag.com where you can also submit your fashion editorials. And in order to help you for them, today with Nicole, we'll be talking about portfolio reviews and the different options to find an agent. Also about a little bit different stock photos. But if you want to hear more, you know what to do. Just listen to the podcast. Hello, my name is Nicole York, and I am a commercial, conceptual, and fashion photographer based in Colorado Springs for the moment. I've been a photographer for over 10 years now. I started, I think, how most photographers probably do start by just taking photos of everything from bees to flowers to babies, anything that really caught my attention. I distinctly remember having a photo of power lines that I was very proud of <laughs> at one point. And... Eventually, I started taking photographs of people. And since I've been drawing and painting from the time I was little, I came to the realization that people are really what interest me. So of course, then it was families and seniors and babies and weddings. And it didn't take too long for me to realize that my passion did not lay in those areas. And at one point, I stumbled across the idea of fashion photography, mostly for the fact that I thought it would allow me to really be creative with my work, which is truly where my passion lies. So I started with a local makeup artist who was just getting her start and I was just getting my start and we had the chance to grow up together a little bit in our work. Everything snowballed from there, kind of, that's where it started. And then I was working with a few local modeling agencies and then a few local designers. And pretty soon I had a body of work that I was proud of, realized that there were other doors open to me as well, that I could also be creative in the commercial photography realm. And then also with conceptual photography and fine art. And so I started writing for F-Stoppers a little over a year ago and recently was promoted to senior writer. And I started doing some education stuff as well. Once I started having several people contacting me and just being interested to know 
all of the same things I think I was interested to know when I first started also. Having done some advertising and other things, fashion for some local designers, and now really starting to realize that my passion is in creating the images that are in my head. It's kind of led me to where I'm at right now. I feel like I'm at a little bit of a crossroads in my career, but I don't think I've ever been happier with where my work is headed. And here we are together. In. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of questions after this little intro, but let's just go straight to your last words. What do you think are sure. your options now when you're on this crossroad? Moving with my family, we originally in Washington State near Seattle, and then we moved down here to Colorado Springs. And so there's always that challenge of reinventing yourself and reestablishing yourself in a new market. That has led me to several models and different people who inspire me creatively, but it has taken a little bit of that fashion aspect away since there is not a large market down here for fashion work. Mm -hmm. That left a little bit of a hole since I, and I was kind of wondering how I was going to fill that. And I always have loved to take a concept and create that. And so luckily having F-Stoppers as a platform to be able to reach and talk to and inspire people, I'm starting to move toward much more narrative storytelling work. Some of the things that are on the front page of my website, I think really fall in line with that. Not necessarily wanting to show clothing or design, but really to take an idea or a theme and communicate that visually. And I think that that might be a great thing to look into with stock photography, potentially key art for games or movies, maybe even the covers of novels and things like that. In addition to potentially fine art, public service announcements, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So definitely, I would like to make my foray into that area and see where that might take me. Very interesting. We jumped straight to the deep water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm all right with that. I can swim. Nice. You can. I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> If we're talking literally. But uh, this kind of conversation really moves me. So I'm very happy that we did that step. Oh, yeah, me too. You mentioned your website. Would you like to share it with us? Sure. It is just NicoleYork.com. And of course, it's all over the show notes, guys. <laughs> you know where to find it. Um, you also said several times about F-stoppers. And in case mm -hmm. someone in the audience has no idea what it is, can you tell us a little bit more and what does your promotion means right now for you? So F-stoppers is basically kind of a one-stop photography resource online where several writers will write original content, everything from opinion pieces, critiques, or tutorials. Just really, if you hear a snore, that is my pug. <laughs> she's <laughs> laying at my feet trying to sleep and she's snoring very loudly. But yeah, it's just a, a wealth of information. And then they also will sponsor longer classes as well. There's some up there with Peter Hurley, with Monty Isom covering different subjects. There are also areas for people to interact with each other. So there's forums on 
fashion photography, portrait photography, lighting, black and white, anything you can think of, really, it's just a great place for photographers to get together and exchange information. What about your promotion now? What kind of doors is going to open for you? And what is uh, the difference between your old job there and your new one? So I started off as a staff writer, which is where we all kind of begin. And after a year of being with the company, that then goes, the promotion goes to senior writer. And so I get paid a little bit more for the articles that I work on. And after a certain amount of time, when you've been able to kind of show that you can produce quality content, then you also have the opportunity to potentially work with businesses who would like reviews done of their product. And sometimes that's lenses or editing software. Or even I didn't realize how often photographers can be living a really unhealthy lifestyle because of what our job forces us to do. We're sitting often in front of a computer, networking, answering emails and things like that. And I'd written an article about that and a company who has a balance board that is used for standing desks reach out to me and they mm -hmm. said, you know, we saw your article and we saw how interested you are in making sure photographers stay healthy. And we think this could be a great addition to your work oh, health that's balance. So cool. Yeah. So it, it gives you really the opportunity to kind of introduce photographers to things that could help them in their career or even in that trying to find that balance between work and home and health and, and things like that. So that's just a few of the things that kind of come along with having been with the company for a little while. Mm, that sounds awesome. I definitely appreciate it for sure. How did it all start? So I had seen a, a call that F-Stoppers was looking for writers, and I have been writing since I was little. I think I wrote my first handwritten book when I was in third grade, and I think it had something to do with unicorns. And so <laughs> I've been writing ever since. I'm a bibliophile, so I love to read, and my house is full of books. And when I saw that, I thought, well, why not marry two of the things that I love, photography and writing? And so I went ahead and sent in some samples, and at the time... Chelsea, who was an editor there, responded and she said they'd like to have me on. So it's kind of that's how it started. And it's been going pretty well ever since. Awesome. Is this a job that you do just from your home? Yes. So sometimes I will shoot projects specifically for F-stoppers if there's something that I would like to communicate as far as teaching goes, like maybe it's off-camera flash outdoors or something like that, then I might go shoot a project and then do some video and do a write-up and everything that will take me kind of away from home. And I could really do this work on the road as well if I wanted to, but I'm also raising three kids. So I tend to do most of my work and writing at home. There are writers from all over the world that work with F-stoppers. So it's kind of great to get that reach from other countries and the viewpoints of people working in different markets. It is great, especially for a person like you, because as you said, you're a mother of three. And mm -hmm. as far as I know, you're not just writing about photography. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I've, I have also written a novel. So it's, it's definitely a big part of my life. Do you want to tell us a little bit more? Oh, sure. I have been working on the novel. It's called The Laws of Founding, which will be the first book in a trilogy called The Eververse Chronicles. And it stems from something that actually I think shows up in my photography work a lot, which is I grew up with a deep love of fantasy and science fiction. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's much more magic in the world than we allow ourselves to see. 
I think I was going through a drive-thru with my husband getting a burger, and I'm not sure why, but this idea of multiverse theory kind of popped into my head. And I wondered what would that look like if we could move between these different realities that exist in completely different planes. And if we could do that, how would we do that scientifically? You know, what would happen in our bodies? And so Mm -hmm. the story was kind of born and it delves a little bit into kind of the simple mechanics, some quantum theory that is hidden a little bit, but it goes into some kind of fun areas. It's a blending of science fiction and fantasy with a little bit of mythology thrown in there to kind of really drive the narrative plot. So definitely sounds like something that I would love to read. I love this type of books. Oh, good. Yeah, that's so amazing. Is it just a hard copy book? Yeah, there is a hard copy and there is also an ebook. And I am, yeah, and I'm working on the audio as well. So hopefully before too long, we'll have have it in audio as well. Oh my God, that's so amazing. That's awesome that you're going to have also an audiobook. I guess you can kind of imagine that I truly appreciate audio. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. And uh, when can we expect this? The paperback actually is out right now. The ebook will be out the 16th of this month. And I have actually used my father's last name. Mm -hmm. So it's written under the name Nicole McEwen, which is Mm M-C-K-E-O-N. But it's on Amazon. So it's pretty easy to find. The hard book is out and the audio book will hopefully be out within the next few months. Oh, perfect. I guess I'll be waiting for the audiobook. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely makes it easier to move about your day when you definitely. can just listen to a book as you mm-hmm. do laundry or for me, chase kids around. <laughs> so are you going to read it? I am. Oh, perfect. I am. Yeah. Awesome. I was a, a theater nerd in high school, so it falls <laughs> anything that has to do with performing arts or creative stuff, it all kind of falls within my sphere of joy. So perfect. That's just awesome. And it's so nice because now you have these three kids that are not very, very big. So I suppose you are very close to them with all this magical stuff. That's Absolutely. Yeah. My oldest son, he actually turns 15 in August and he got all of his mother's geekiness. So he (laughs) loves Dungeons and Dragons and reading fantasy novels and everything involved with that. So they very much live in that world with me. What about your work? I know as a photographer that it's always so nice to have your imagination being super wild and doing the projects you love. But I also know that it's all about the business. And Mm -hmm. in the business, the dragons are a little bit different. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. So how do you handle this? I think when I mentioned earlier about being at a crossroads and trying to figure out where I'm going from here. That plays into it a little bit because having a lack of what I first assumed was going to really be my career field, which was in fashion, there's a distinct lack of that in this area, which is this area is fantastic for sports, outdoor recreation, things like that. The fashion, not quite so much, even though several of us are really trying to elevate that in this area. But that left me at loose ends a little bit. And I find that I'm the most excited about my work when I'm creating something that has that little bit of magic, that little bit of fiction in it. 
And so that's why I'm looking toward potentially finding more of my income in maybe stock photography or key art or areas where I really can go wild with my imagination and outside of the box and potentially look at maybe fine art or things like that. But it is interesting to try to balance that with then I have a a client in Washington state who owns small clothing company called Spear and Arrow Apparel. And he flew down last year to do their fall shoot down here in Mm -hmm. Colorado Springs for their clothing line. And so it does require a little bit of a shift in thinking because then it tends to be for his campaigns, it's much more lifestyle. So you kind of have to turn that side of your mind off a little bit. And even though I love working with my clients like that, I do always miss that little bit of magic and that little bit of fun Mm -hmm. that I get from kind of bringing my imagination to life. But I do feel like that's balanced with I've been really blessed in being able to work with amazing people and we always have so much fun on set. And so the enjoyment of working with everybody in a really collaborative environment, I think, allows me to still love to do that at the same time. There's definitely a balance involved, and I think they go into different areas, which makes it really hard to market yourself. (laughs) (laughs) But it's new water for me to navigate, so I'm still trying to figure all that out. It's very interesting for me that you're mentioning stock photos, Mm -hmm. because many people think that the stock market is super floated, and that there are all types of images already existing. So mm-hmm. a few years ago, it was kind of easier to go to the stock photography and to have a decent income thanks to it. Right. But now it's a little bit harder. It is. Yeah. Of course, we have to mention that the type of work that you would like to produce for the stock market is very, very different from what exists. Mm-hmm. So do you think that you have some potential websites that you can upload your work to? Or maybe this is kind of missing? I actually happened to hear about an agency called Archangel. Mm -hmm. They specialize in creative work. I had gone to their website and looked around to see what kind of things that they had and what kind of libraries were there. And it definitely is geared more toward very creative. They do a lot of book covers and things like that. And they work with HarperCollins, I think, and and some other agencies. So you really have a home for work that's not quite in the mainstream there, which is fantastic because that's exactly the kind of thing that I'm interested in. So I don't necessarily assume that I will have a gigantic library and make a million dollars. But I do think it's a good idea, especially the way that the industry is right now. I do think it's not a bad idea to diversify a little bit and try to have multiple streams of income since there's so much fluctuation that Mm -hmm. happens, especially for someone like me. I have a family to raise. I can't devote myself full time. And my husband is also in the military. So we tend to not be able to stay in one area very much. So I definitely need a lot of flexibility and a place like Archangel and that potential of an additional income. And it, I mean, it does require me to shoot, but it doesn't require necessarily the same level of upkeep. So that really, I think, is a a hopeful avenue for me. Mm -hmm. It's very interesting for me that you mentioned the $1 million. (laughs) Yes, $1 million. Yeah, because we both know that if you only shoot editorials, you're not going to end up with huge bank account. 
Right. So you definitely need your commercial clients. You need your commercial work in order to earn something decent. Mm -hmm. Do you think that with the conceptual work, you're going to have this chance? I really am interested to see where that might take me. I know of some photographers who definitely have more narrative, more conceptual work and are doing beautifully. I'm a huge fan of Eric Almas. His work is just incredible. He shoots advertising for travel companies and hotels and things like that. And his work is extremely conceptual in nature. And he's done very well in that avenue. By no means am I comparing myself to him. But I do think that having a really strong voice, even if it's not necessarily in the mainstream, hopefully will allow you to find niche clients a little bit better. I recently wrote an article about portfolio reviews. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think that that might be a great place to begin since it will let me know who feels like they can sell that kind of work and who can't or who doesn't or would prefer not to. So that I think would be a really good avenue to get a little bit of direction and find out where I could kind of place myself and what stream I might be able to place myself with that kind of work. Have you found some portfolio reviews that you would love to attend? I would really like to go to PPE in New York in October. And that's a little bit of a work in progress. I have a couple listed in the F-Stoppers article. I believe the Palm Springs Photo Festival is one. I believe they do two per year. And then NY Photo Works does them as well. So, and I think there are different boards for each yeah. one. So I'd have to check what they were coming up and when they released who the reviewers were. But having the kiddos. It's always a strange balance for me. My littlest one starts kindergarten this year, which should give me some more free time. But it's always that balance between how long can I get away for and still have the kids taken care of while desperately pursuing my dreams. <laughs> Sounds like you're this superwoman. <laughs> you're writing oh, books. Mar. Yeah, you're a photographer, <laughs> writing articles, taking care of three kids. It's just crazy, but you're so brave at the same time because oh, you're taking such big steps. Do you think that you're going to look for somebody to help you, like an agent or something? I would desperately love to have somebody take a little bit of the weight off my shoulders. I'm sure so many photographers feel this way with marketing and your finances and networking and everything that goes into trying to be a successful photographer. It can feel so overwhelming sometimes. If I had someone who felt like they could sell my work and was able to kind of take some of that marketing burden off my shoulders, I mean, I would be ecstatic. But I haven't necessarily taken steps to kind of see that come to fruition. You can definitely find people like that on NY Photo. Mm -hmm. Because there are also a lot of agents going to portfolio reviews. So, sure. you know, there is always this option when you're going to see what's going to work for you. And it suddenly turns out that you can find exactly the person that you've been looking for without even knowing. Right. I think so many times we underestimate the importance of networking. And that's something I love because I really love people. And I want to make everybody be my friend. So <laughs> I think that that's definitely an area that I'm going to be pushing myself into here pretty soon. This is something that I've been thinking a lot about these days. Because, you know, some people say that you don't need everybody to be your friend. And at the same time, there are some uh, sayings about the people that would like to be friends with everyone and how this is impossible and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm very frustrated because I know it's my personal opinion, but 
why wouldn't I be a friend with everyone? Right. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody is going to have that deep-seated connection of, of like true friendship over years. Yeah. Right. But I feel like we should all be able to be, be nice, nice to each to other. Each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, be friendly. And if I can help somebody out and it's within my power to do that, then I'd love to do that. I've, Absolutely. I've had so many people be kind to me over the years, especially as a beginner, giving me critique and advice and things like that. Those people were invaluable to me as I grew. And I would want to do the same thing for someone else. Where did you find those people? What's your advice for beginners that are looking for some advices, but they don't know where to look for? Being an in-person person, I think local camera clubs can sometimes be a really great resource because it allows you to be in front of people. And I think it's easier to take critique when you can look somebody in the eye. Mm -hmm. Sometimes online resources can be kind of harsh and not everyone is suited to either give or take critique in that environment. Because you can't see someone's face or hear their tone of voice or know how they're delivering what they think about your image. But I tend to be pretty thick skinned in that area. And so when I first started, I believe it's still on, but there was a resource called photo.net. And I think some of my old work is still on there, which is both kind of embarrassing and freeing <laughs> at the same time. Since everybody starts somewhere, but there were so many individuals there who, as a new photographer, and I would take some photo and I would stick it on there and just say, my desperate wish was for somebody to tell me that it was good. But so many times they would say things like, if you're going to take a portrait in this kind of light, you need to look for open shade or... They would give me tips on lighting or posing or different things. And sometimes people were not very nice about it, but I was able to just kind of tune those people out because I realized that I can't take the critique personal. When, when they're critiquing my work, they're not saying that I'm a terrible person. They're just telling me what I can work on. And so those things were great for me to start out with because once I took that advice and started making those changes, I saw my work improve. And so it was just proof of concept for me. So I think there's definitely online resources that can be amazing. Facebook groups can be really fantastic. F Soppers is a great resource for photographers to get critique from other photographers as well in the forums. I think there's lots of places out there. You just have to be willing to get past that trepidation and that feeling that you have to search for approval and be willing to allow somebody to be critical so that you can grow. Yeah. And I think it's very important to make this first step because we are also doing portfolio reviews every other month and we are doing that's right. Live. Yeah. So at the beginning, it was very hard for the people to actually make this step and show their work to more people. Mm -hmm. And I know that many people wanted to because they send me messages and mails and they were like, I really want to, but I'm super afraid. Yeah. So we are trying every time to not be harsh because this is not the point. The point is for everybody to learn and grow as a photographer. Mm -hmm. And during the last portfolio review, that was very soon, there were a lot of people that wanted to attend. And I was so happy for this because it means that you're not just making the step to improve your work. You already know that this is going to be your main job from now on. Because mm -hmm. if we're super afraid to, to show our work, what kind of photographers are we? True. Because this is kind of our job. <laughs> right. You're probably not going to make a living if you don't ever let anybody see your work. Right? Especially nowadays with all these uh, social medias and when everything is so fast, mm -hmm. your marketing should be very, very fast. 
So we wanted to ask you, what do you do about your marketing? What's your strategy and do you have one? I'm trying to streamline things a little bit because I am fabulously organized when it comes to shooting and terribly disorganized in my personal life. I'm the person who has, you know, papers and books and things everywhere and five million projects always going. I think sometimes my husband wants to toss me out because he comes <laughs> home and the table will be covered in some new thing. So, But that's your artistic you. <laughs> it makes it really difficult to discipline myself into being consistent with my marketing. And for a little while, I had an agency access membership. But at that time, we had just recently moved and there was so much going on that I really couldn't pay attention to the marketing in the way that I should have to really take advantage of having that contact information. But now, having been with F-Stoppers for a little while, I definitely want to make the most out of that position by really giving people as much great content as I can and seeing that get shared and used because in a lot of ways that gives me reach to potential companies who are looking for photographers who can get that information out to people. So that's definitely one area. I'm comfortable with cold calling and I'm comfortable with emailing. And I know that that requires consistency over time. But I also would prefer to meet people in person because I do feel like my strength is the personal connection that I can make with people. And so I really think probably the best marketing strategy is to be able to get in front of someone. So I'm going to be working on that for sure over the next year Most of my larger jobs have come from either direct referrals or from having met someone and just spoken to them about the kind of work I do and how much I love it. And my biggest jobs have definitely come from those areas. So I think that's probably where I'll concentrate most of my effort. Have you always been so comfortable to talk to new people? Yes. Oh, so you cannot give us any advices. <laughs> well, I do have some. I mean, from the time I mentioned I was a theater nerd in high school, I actually had a scholarship to go to theater school and ended up joining the army instead. Nobody knows why. I don't you even know did. why I did it. I sure did. Yeah. Luckily, it was a good decision because that's how I met my husband. But but that wasn't expected. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. You should see my face right now. <laughs> That's generally the reaction I get. People were like, really, you you were in the army? Yeah, with yes, the I sweet was. boys and talking about dragons. And the, it's so weird. <laughs> it is. It is kind of a strange turn of events in my life when that happened. It was good. But before that, I had been convinced I was going to be a famous actress. I even practiced my signature over and over and over again. So I'd have a beautiful autograph for people. <laughs> I was the, the little kid that at family get-togethers, you know, parents would say, hey, Nikki, come do the impression for everybody or do the thing, whatever thing you do. So from an early age, I recognized that being comfortable with people, strangely enough, is puts you in a position of power because you are able to connect with them, but also you are commanding attention when you can do that. I've had a lot of photographers talk to me about they would be maybe shooting a family or shooting seniors or a wedding or something like that. And they would get so nervous that the client might think they didn't know what they were doing, that they would end up just snapping a thousand pictures of the same thing because 
they couldn't force themselves to take a second and maybe check their lighting or alter a pose or something like that. And I always tell them to remember that when you're working with someone or when you're speaking about your work, you are the expert. You are coming from a place of knowledge. You are the person that they would ask if they needed advice about photography in some way. So you have to really own that and you have to kind of ground yourself in that place of power and recognize that when you are working, you are the expert. And when you're speaking about your work, you're the expert about your work. That doesn't necessarily mean you have to know everything about photography there is to know. Mm -hmm. But as it relates to you, how you work, what your motivation is, your techniques that you use, you are the expert in that arena. And so I think being able to kind of ground yourself in that and realize that you have power in that situation is something that can really give you confidence. I love this advice. It's absolutely true. Thank you so much for listening, guys. This was part one of our conversation with Nicole. Next Wednesday, we'll continue with part two. Until then, you can join our Facebook group called the Fashion Photography Podcast and you can use the time till the next Wednesday and leave us an honest review on Apple Podcasts. You can also share this podcast with all of your photography lovers' friends. Thank you so much again for being with me today and I'll see you next Wednesday. 